This is the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. It is the 12th day of September, the day after the anniversary, the 22nd anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. I've checked with our affiliate stations, people that I know who live in and people that I know who work in the areas where the direct impact of the September 11th, 2001 attacks occurred. Biden watch, no show. As predicted, the internet is all abuzz because Fox News's Peter Ducey supposedly acknowledged that Mr. Biden was tired after his overseas trip to the G20 summit, his trip to Vietnam. He was tired. And all of the other major networks are screaming, Jay, you see, Peter Ducey finally recognizes and realizes that that was a long, grueling excursion for the president. He was overseas and his schedule was very busy and he managed to stay awake at the G20. We don't have any photos or video of him falling asleep this time around. He was very, very tired. See, even Peter Ducey admits the president had a grueling schedule. And look, he stayed awake. So, yeah, he's going home, he's going to bed. He doesn't give a damn about 9-11. He's more worried about pandering to his communist countries that are involved in the G20. He wants to make sure all those countries are happy as we wreck our own economy. Yes, Peter Ducey was a human being and admitted that probably Joe Biden was pretty tired. It doesn't matter. The job of President of the United States of America is a challenging, demanding, grueling job if one undertakes the job the way he is intended to undertake the job. You're tired? Suck it up, buttercup. Have you ever watched an episode of The Deadliest Catch? Those guys stay up moving 990-pound crab traps to the deck, over the rails, pulling them back in, harvesting, counting, the sizing of crabs, doing all of the maintenance required on a crab boat. And they do it sometimes for 36, 42, even 48 straight hours without a wink of sleep. And yes, I understand, they're not 80-something-year-old people, but it's irrelevant. You said you were fit to perform the duties of the President of the United States and swore to uphold our Constitution. And yet, you are seen sleeping on the job or vacationing on our tax dollars some 41% of the time. And then you don't have the common respect or decency to speak for five minutes, for five minutes. That's all the American people would have asked of a competent, capable president. 
say a few words to comfort the souls, to comfort the survivors of people who lost people in the most deadly actual terrorist attack to ever happen on U.S. soil. It's funny though, January 6th, the president was spry, wide awake, dosed up with whatever drugs they give him to keep him looking sharp once a week. He couldn't wait to bash the horrible, deplorable people who had anything to do with the January 6th insurrection. Oh, that oh-so-deadly insurrection that killed, what, two, three dozen cops? At least that's the narrative, the story they tried to desperately to push for over two years, three years, now almost three years, they've tried to push this lie that supposedly a bunch of MAGA hat wearing Trump supporters went into the U.S. Capitol and tried but failed to murder U.S. Senators, House of Representatives members, staffers, but managed to kill a couple of dozen cops. Of course, report after report, over 44,000 hours of actual security video shows that only one death occurred on January 6th, 2021 at the U.S. Capitol. Only one. And you know it. If you've listened to this program long enough, you even know her name. Ashley Babbitt. Ashley Babbitt was murdered in cold blood. She was an unarmed white woman, a U.S. Air Force veteran who served her country with distinction. She happened to be in the Capitol that day. She wasn't holding protest or picket signs. She wasn't holding a firearm or mace or a club or a baton or even a fountain pen. She wasn't holding a cell phone. Her hands were completely empty. But this Negro capital cop, a coward, a chicken shit who couldn't make it on a real police force, a quota hire, a guy who got his job and got promoted simply because he bees black, murdered Ashley Babbitt, an unarmed white girl. Where were the protests in the street? Where were the riots? Where were the demands and calls of racism? Where was the hate crime? Where was the treatment of this cowardly black cop on the Capitol Police Force? Similar to the treatment of, let's say, Derek Chauvin, a white cop who happened to be subduing a resisting black man named George Floyd, a thug, a criminal, an animal, a guy who actually held up a pregnant woman by shoving a gun or a knife or something into her abdomen, threatening to kill her baby and then her if she didn't give up the goods. He was in the act, excuse me, of committing a crime at the Cup Food Store in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He was passing counterfeit bills. Go down to your local printed store fake you some 20s, then go in and try and buy you some liquor, because you already be hopped up on fentanyl, on methamphetamines, on crack cocaine, whatever else he had in his system. The media twisted that story 
to the point where five police officers lost their careers, had their pensions taken away from them, cost them their salaries, their benefits, caused several of them, I believe, to lose the relationships they were in, to be forever labeled as racist co-conspirators in a drug overdose death that they had nothing whatsoever to do with. Three of those cops were standing there keeping the crowd from attacking the officers who were simply trying to arrest a criminal. I'm not even going to say a criminal suspect. The man was a convicted criminal in the act of passing counterfeit bills, which if you or I, white people, Asian people, Hispanic people, if we got caught doing that, we'd be sitting under some federal prison right now. Counterfeiting is a federal crime. Robbery is a local crime. Resisting arrest is a local crime, but George Floyd, well, he bees black, and he bees had some peoples behind him that was gonna stand up for him, and now he a hero to the black African American community. But I digress. No police officers were killed. No serious injuries occurred at the Capitol on January 6th, 2021. But yet, the former president of the United States of America, Donald John Trump, is being tried in court, charged with insurrection, sedition, causing and creating and inciting a riot. All of the things that they are fallaciously charging him with, he's innocent of. He was a man standing at a podium across town at the Ellipse, speaking to a crowd of his supporters, saying, look, there's some shady shit going on with this election. You know it, and I know it. And we are going to protest and redress our government as we have the lawful, legal, constitutional right to do. We have the right to question when our government screws us in the butt. Now, I know some of you are going to be going down to the Capitol later to protest, to ask Mike Pence to overturn the election because he was given legal advice that a vice president could decertify, fail to certify the results of an election. That's the advice he was given. Trump is not a lawyer. Trump is not a legal scholar. Trump is an everyday American who happens to be wealthier than I am, wealthier than you are, and happens to have a message that resonates with well over half of the American population. Do I like the man? No, I think he's a arrogant, cocky, brash prick. But that's what businesses need in order to succeed. And let's face it, the largest business in the United States of America is the U.S. government. They don't produce a damned thing, but they sure do employ a whole lot of people. I know. They don't produce any widgets. They don't provide 
any service that could not be provided by private entities, except perhaps the military. But we could contact the Wagner Group and probably figure out a much more efficient way to run a military. But their leader's dead now. Because in Russia, they just kill off their enemies. Nothing is ever said about it. Wait a minute. We did have the Clintons in office. But I digress. In the United States of America in 2023, Joe Biden did not have the common decency or respect to wake up from his latest nap, his little sweepy time, to even sit at his desk in the Oval Office or in the East Room of the White House and just say a few words in remembrance of the thousands of Americans who actually lost their lives as a result of true terrorism 22 years and one day ago. Didn't even have the decency to say our thoughts and prayers are with survivors 9-11. Thoughts and prayers with the people lost their lives. Thoughts and prayers with the families who have to endure another day without mom or dad or brother or sister, son or daughter, cousin or kin, best friend, neighbor, fellow hobby enthusiast. Nope. Joe Biden went nap time. Didn't bother. Did ABC called Joe Biden out for being the rat bastard he was for not showing up and making a statement in New York at Ground Zero? No. CBS, NBC? No. CNN? No. MSNBC? HLN? How about The View? Did the girls on The View have anything to say about Biden being too tired to save five minutes of blessing, of mourning, of remembrance. I want you to think about this, Mr. Biden. A child of one of the people who perished in the terror attacks on September 11th, 2001, would now be an adult. Most likely in college or working at a job, getting a career going here in 2023. Because after all, that baby, that infant, that newborn is now a 22-year-old man or woman. And I say man or woman because, well, that's all you can be if you're a human being, a male or a female. That person had to grow up without a mom or a dad. That person had to grow up knowing that because of failed border security policies, illegal, criminal, law-breaking, trespassing, invading migrants simply walk across our border on your watch, Mr. Biden. That 22-year-old might now be married with a baby. It can happen. I've seen young people. I've seen young people have babies. It happens in the history of our country back when we were actually growing the population. <clears throat> What's that? Oh, yeah. 
certain minority segments of the population continue to grow because Biden's inflation doesn't affect them as much as hardworking, taxpaying Americans. They just simply ask the government for some more handouts and the government give them some more handouts. Some more food stamps, some more WIC, some more Social Security supplemental income, a little more something, something on a Section 8 housing voucher, a little utility assistance, a little giveaway here and a back-to-school program giveaway there, a little handout at the food bank when those people are more than capable of going out and getting a job paying their own way, contributing to the tax base instead of only taking from it. But I digress yet again. The 22-year-old who may have gotten married at 18, deeply in love with his high school sweetheart, year, two years later, gets pregnant. And now they have a one- or two-year-old child. Those people who grew up without a parent, hoping, praying to God that some more illegal, criminal, law-breaking, trespassing, invading migrants don't come across the border and kill them while they're at their job or sitting in a classroom at their university at age 22, murdered in cold blood by terrorists that Joe Biden's administration lets walk willy-nilly, excuse me, over the southern border, hoping praying that their child, their now one or two year old child, their newborn, doesn't have to grow up without a mommy or a daddy. Because Joe Biden's crime wave, because Joe Biden's lax border security, because of Joe Biden's inflation, somebody doesn't come and snuff out the life of that new young father or new young mother. Only one person died in the January 6th skirmish at the U.S. Capitol. A few overzealous Republican supporters decided to knock over a table lamp, open up a file cabinet, shovel some papers onto the ground, move a chair, move a table, do something but not a single Senator, House of Representatives member, not one of them was injured or killed in that Capitol so-called insurrection. Not one. The only person who died was Ashley Babbitt. And I apologize, a little frog in the throat this morning. A little frog in the throat this morning, the sinus drip. Only one person died, Ashley Babbitt, Air Force veteran, war hero, American hero, unarmed white woman, killed by a black cowardly cop. Only one. And an internal investigation by the Capitol Police Force determined that the black cop who killed Ashley Babbitt in cold blood was somehow justified. He couldn't even use the police excuse of, I thought she had a weapon. What is your problem, people? Man, they got some idiots on the road this morning.
Only one died, unarmed, American Air Force veteran, because a cowardly cop with a hair finger, hair trigger finger decided to murder in cold blood a white woman. He had no justification. She wasn't armed. She didn't even have a cell phone in her hand that he could have mistaken for a gun. Not even close. My apologies here for having to watch two morons racing one another down the interstate, tailgating at 80 miles an hour, <clears throat> acting completely ridiculous on the roadway, going to end up killing someone. All right, sorry about that. It's a quick break. Had to make a quick phone call to be a Karen. Yes, I was a Karen this morning. I called the Louisiana State Police provided them with the description and license plate numbers of these two morons who all you heard was revving up their motors trying to pass everyone passing on the shoulder the left shoulder the right shoulder cutting in and out of traffic and still no further ahead actually one of the cars is behind me now just waiting for those blue lights those wonderful flashing blue lights to come in and pull this clown over at least one of the two hopefully and uh, give them what they deserve. Reckless operation. They're going to cause major... Oh, there he goes on the left shoulder. I wish this would be one of those moments in time where somebody's muffler and tailpipe were just laying off to the side of the road. Watch this little car crash into it. Or maybe a broke-down car on the right shoulder. The other one slams into the back of... The only problem with something like that is it happens so quickly and they swerve... They get back into traffic and someone like me, someone like you, gets killed or maimed because of their stupidity. I hope that the Louisiana State Police or the local cops will come along and do something. This is a very dangerous situation. I've backed way off now. I'm watching the grab ass going on ahead of me. And uh, it's, it's going to end up bad for at least one, if not both of these guys. So here we are a day after the 22nd anniversary of the 9-11 attacks, and I still am astonished that the sitting president of the United States of America didn't have the decency to say a few words. I'll leave it alone now. That's now behind us. What damage, what harm will Joe Biden, Kamala Harris do to the nation today, this week, for the remainder of this month as his insane reign over our population continues. Hey, did you hear naughty, nasty Nazi Nancy Pelosi is seeking re-election? She wants yet another term. I'm sorry. It's time for all the old ones to go. Back in tribal days, the elders, you know, the fortunate tribesmen lucky enough to live past the age of 30 he became the tribal elder because no one lived much past 30 back in the old caveman days the tribal elder was usually the wisest one after all he must be wise he managed to outlive everybody else but our elders our tribal elders people like Joe Biden 
people like Nancy Pelosi, people like Chuckles the Clown Schumer, people like Mitch McConnell. I'll, I'll say it. I'll straight up say it. Too old, too broken down, too corrupt, been in the seat too damn long. I, once again, call for term limits, and of course, those in power seek to remain in power. People like Joe Biden, 50 years in politics, 50 years of his life, more than that actually, but 50 years active as either U.S. Senator, a Vice President, or supposedly a President, doing more harm, far more harm than good. And yet, for some reason, because of name recognition, brand recognition, scared populations refuse to hire a new person, someone who can possibly positively change for the good, because they stick with the tried and true. They stick with the name brand they've heard their whole lives and trust, like Hellman's mayonnaise. People continue to buy Hellman's mayonnaise. I do. I like it. I like the taste. We like the familiarity of that label. We like the fact that we've been putting it on our bread for decades, maybe over a century as a people. Scared to try something new like Duke's mayonnaise, which is actually pretty damn good. I had occasion to try some Duke's mayonnaise because that's what they were serving at an outdoor event. Not bad. But when I go to the store, I'll probably absent-mindedly just grab another jar of Hellman's because that's what I've done for the entire period of my adult life where I bought my own mayo. That's what people do with politicians. Well, uh, we're going to vote for Mitch McConnell again because he's been there so long and he's a leader of the Republican Party. And we're afraid if we don't vote for Mitch this time around, it might jump over to a Democrat seat, and we just can't risk that happening. And that's why people like Mitch McConnell remain in Congress for 30, 40, 50 years, whatever. That's why Joe Biden remained in Congress. That and all the dirty tricks they pulled to remain in power. The smear campaigns, the lies, they have millions of dollars in campaign contributions so they can afford to buy the best opposition research possible to make up lies, manufacture stories, and get reelected. I really wish we could have a constitutional convention in this nation where a new revised U.S. Constitution could be put in place for one purpose, term limits for all elected officials. You can move up. You can be elected dog catcher and then move up to whatever, alderman, move up to state representative. Then if you're successful after your term limits of two terms, you can run for state senate. Then after your term limit, you can run for governor. Then after that, you can run for a U.S. House of Representatives seat. And after that, maybe a U.S. Senate seat. But no more than two terms and you're out of there. And you can run for president. If you did a good enough job in one of those other positions, if you made a positive contribution, if you made a difference, 
looking to run for president and maybe you can be the president where you can run and serve two terms. But this business of homesteading and a Senate seat, and then as soon as you get out, you can become a lobbyist and go out and influence other younger senators, the new guys, tell them how it was where you were the senator. Lobbying should be illegal. I'm sorry. Lobbying takes away the individual, every man's opportunity to speak to his representatives, his senators, and discuss actual issues that affect you right there at home. Lobbyists are there to enrich some individual business, some corporation, that's all. Some special interest group. And because they have millions and millions of dollars, who do you think the senator wants to go to lunch with? The lobbyist who's taking him, who's taking him to the finest restaurant on the Beltway, maybe patting his pocket or giving his son a job or his daughter or his niece or his cousin or his business partner, his law partner. Well, my apologies for the ringing phone, but it made me look here at the clock and realize we're out of time for this edition of the True Birds program. Make it a great day and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts Program Network, all rights reserved. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program was pre-recorded.